And we are live for the 32nd episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I am your host, Matt, Luz, Luigi, and tonight I'm with Alex. Hello. And I'm with G. Yo. Well, you know, we're another podcast, another another somber mood, another Yankee series lost. The Yankees just lost their third home series of the year. They've lost their first three home series. At, they've lost their first three series at home for the first time since 1982. Um, sad times. It's they're six and nine. Rough start to the season, but you know we're going to dive into it. Talk about the games. Uh, some positives on the weekend, right? Such as CC returning. Um, you know, give some updates on some guys who have been hurt. Hopefully, some return dates. But guys, how uh, how are we doing overall? Um. See, I normally would just say not great, but like CeCe's back and was good on Saturday, so just kind of mediocre because of that. I think it's hard to really be any better than that because (laughs) CeCe being back might be the only legitimately good thing that happened this weekend. Yeah, um, definitely the one big bright spot on the weekend. That that Saturday game was just very clean overall, but Man, let's just let's just dive into each of the three games. Uh, starting with Friday night, Yankees, White Sox, Giolato, as I like to call him, but his real name is Giolito, <laughs> on the hill for the White Sox. Jay Happ on the hill for the Yankees. Um, you know, they started off good for the Yanks, right? Um, they were up, their bats were going, they were hitting up four two early on. Um, Lemayhew getting to production, Romine, Judge sack fly, Gardy getting another homer. He's got a little power streak going late right it's it's a 5-3 game in the going into the fifth inning and man jay like jay hap has just been so bad this year he's had three awful starts this was just another one of them um he allowed just yonder alonzo he's just ripping him um he didn't even last five innings game goes to the bullpen holder comes in and gives up a home run chad green gives up two more home runs in the next inning final Final score is 9-6, shortened game from rain. Yankees had a chance to uh, really break it open in the bottom of the six, down one, bases loaded, in a friggin' hurricane. I don't know how that game wasn't stopped. But, you know, they couldn't come through. And, yeah, Chad Green came in and was just throwing ducks, getting bombed. Jimenez for the uh, White Sox gets his first two career home runs. That kid's going to be a monster. And the Yankees lose. Um Alex, what do you uh, what did you take away from this game other than uh, frustration and uh, wondering what the hell is wrong with Chad Green? Um, you see, there really wasn't many takeaways other than that it was just really a really 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 bad game overall for the Yankees. Like the weather was not great. They had an early lead. They blew it. Um, Tap was terrible. Holder came in, gave up the bomb to Jimenez. Green came in, gave up two bombs, like you said. It just – it was your stereotypical bad game you just want to forget automatically once it's over. Um, I think this – like, the most annoying thing about a game like that is that it was, like, things that we didn't anticipate they would be – like, they would have to deal with, right? Like, Jay Happ is 36, so, like – Obviously, you always have to consider that, I guess. But, like, he was so good after he came over last year, on, like, at the deadline that I feel like we didn't really anticipate him going from, like, 
really, really good to like this bad, even if it is only three or four starts. And the same thing with the bullpen, right? Like you'd be like, oh, well, they they were up. They needed to, you know, you know, score some runs or hold it while they get back in the game. And they just can't. Like Chad Green might be the one that we, you know, want to unload it all on because he's been pretty consistently bad this year. But they've all not been good. And we anticipated basically all of them except maybe like Luis Sessa to be you know, pretty good. And he's ironically enough been like the best out of most of them. <laughs> Very ironic. Um, yeah. Like I, I understand the bullpen. A lot of times will you know, take some time. Like the bats usually get going before the arms in baseball. Typically that's how it works, but man, it, it really is upsetting to see just the, like a guy like Chad Green. Cause look, I, I know there's a lot of uh, Chad Green detractors out there. A lot of people that just, you know, don't think Chad Green is a good relief pitcher. And look, I I think I don't think Chad Green is nails. I don't think he's you know this incredible relief pitcher, but I do think he's really good. And I think he's you know a really good piece of this bullpen. And man, he's what's he allowed three home runs already this year? He he's been really bad. And like, look, it's almost tough to put a whole lot of blame on him for a Friday night because I mean, he was pitching in a monsoon. I mean, it was bad out there. That the rain was. I, I was look. I was shocked they didn't call that game sooner because you could see they were showing the dirt. They were showing the people in the stands. It was raining really hard, and it's not easy to pitch in that. And even the White Sox pitcher kept you know stepping off the mound and then at bat against Voight. So yeah, just just very sloppy game. Not well played. Um, just an, another game where the Yankees were up and. They just ended up losing it. It's pretty much been almost all their losses here, except for one. But let's go to the second game. Um, no, no reason to dwell on that first game. Let's go to the one game that was actually a good game this series, huh? Um, Saturday afternoon, uh, CC making a season debut, and man, he was he was awesome. I mean, CC was just like it was almost tough to expect too much from him. Right, his first start of the year. He even said how nervous he was. But my God, five innings, one hit, no walk, no runs, three strikeouts. Didn't get the win because it was still a scoreless game when he uh, when he left. But man, he was as he was. Per- I mean, obviously, he was one hit away from being perfect. But I mean, he was basically just flawless, better than anything you could have expected. And an interesting move by Boone in this game. Uh, went with Herman in relief and I mean, it worked out really well, right? Two innings, four strikeouts. He was, he just continues to look great. 13 innings this year, only three hits, um, ERA in the ones. He's been awesome this year. Look, don't know how long it's going to keep up, but he's been really good. And look, the Yankees, you know, they were playing some small ball in this game, right? They get a sack, run off a sack fly, run off a safety squeeze from Tyler Wade. Aaron Judge gets his shortest home run in his career, 335 feet. Um, Higashioka at, or yeah, Higashioka had the sack fly and then way to the sack fly. And the Yankees end up winning this game four nothing. Uh, Britton came in, worked a clean inning. Chapman came in, worked a clean inning. Was hitting triple digits on the radar. It it was a really nice game. It was a really great game. Um, guys, what up? I'll start with you, Alex. What do you like? CC being back. I don't think. I think that's something at the beginning of the year before the Yankees started really struggling that we kind of really didn't highly anticipate OCC being back being, but I mean, what kind of impact can CC have 
with this team being back, especially at this point in the season. No, CC being back is huge because he's such a leader in the clubhouse. Like he's the second longest tenured Yankee at this point, I believe. Mm-hmm. Him um, him and and him and Gardner are the two like they're the leaders of the clubhouse now. They're the ones that all the young guys are going to go to. Sure, and the fact that <laughs> and the fact that he was, you know, in Tampa just rehabbing from the heart surgery for so long, it was it impact it had to have an impact on the, on the younger Yankees players who, you know, last year would use CC as a mentor. So the fact that he's back and showing that he's he can still go out there and pitch really well is hopefully going to be a a shot in the arm for the Yankees. Yeah, I think um I mean his numbers might not jump off the page anymore, but I just think his consistency is something that they could just lean on like and they you know every player swears about his leadership, right? You know the way you know he sticks up for his teammates, he gave up the money and and hit you know the guy in the Rays last year when he knew he was going to be tossed because he was sticking up for his teammates, like it's stuff like that. But I think even just, you know, even if it's like, you know, five plus innings and giving up a few runs, like just the reliability of, you know, every five days and maybe having guys like, you know, new guys like Paxton in there, you know, having a guy like CC who's been around for so long, you know, maybe help him, help him along in his adjustment period and help, you know, just settle the rotation in general because the Yankees, Desperately need some leadership and some stability right now. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, Hap, after the game with CC, was in his post, uh, post-game interview. Uh, Hap, <laughs> like, was acting as a reporter, goes, yeah, Jay, Hap right here. How are you uh, locating your pitches so well? You know, painting the corner so well. You know, almost like a bit of humor, which I really like because, uh, like, imagine a guy like Sonny Gray trying to do that. He would, you know, he would never. He was terrified of the media. So oh, I kind of yeah. liked, liked Hap doing that. Even, you know, it shows that he's human. shows – that he realizes he's sucking really bad right now and that he's been just awful, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not It's not it, like how, you know, Bird last year said he was just happy to be here. Yeah, it's exactly. half realizing it and just trying mm-hmm. to make light of it instead of just, you know, tr- exactly. basically ignoring it. Exactly, yeah. How about that Judge home run? That that cracked me up. Like, I watched, I watched a highlight of that from the uh, White Sox broadcast, and you could tell how annoyed the announcers were with that home run because it really did just look like a fly ball to right field. My favorite and thing about that. There, it's like, oh, it's My favorite thing about that was on the Yes broadcast after they talked about how there is one stadium mm-hmm. in baseball that that's a home run in, and it's Yankee Stadium. Every yeah. other stadium, that's not out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, look, we don't call me Yankee Stadium cheapies for nothing. All right. I mean, look, like it it works both ways though, because how many times has one of our relief pitchers just given up like a three hundred forty five foot home? Literally, run the, the home run that the, game? the home it's... run that McCann hit off of uh, Green in the first yeah. game of the series was literally a, a yep. Yankee Stadium cheap home run. Well, like it was, it's one that you you know once you've watched so many Yankee games at Yankee Stadium, you just know like you'll see a fly ball going there. Right, you like, oh man. That's mm-hmm. not hit that well, but it's probably getting out. Oh yeah, but you know, a very clean. I like to, I like clean baseball games, right? I like games that are well played. There was only one error in this game, and it was by Tyler Wade, but he made a great defensive play. Second, like Andrew said in the last pod, guy's such a good defender. Really wish he could hit a baseball, but he can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, and on to the game Sunday. Uh, you know, Sunday. This was a game that 
once again, started off very good, right? Um, uh, Voight gets the RBI double. Judge gets an RBI single in the third to score Mike Kaufman. Um, it's 2 nothing Yanks, right? Tanaka's on the hill. He's been nails all year. We were feeling good about this game, and, you know, T- Tanaka ran into a bit of a trouble in the fourth inning, and Tim Anderson, you know, hit a grand slam. Um, guy's been he, – he's been hot all year. And, he, you know, his average, obviously, he dipped below 500. He's still not hitting over 500. But, you know, he was still hot enough to send one out and put the White Sox up. And they never looked back. I mean, that game was pretty lifeless from, the, you know, the fourth inning on, to be honest, or the fifth inning on. Once the White Sox went up 5-2, the Yankees really did nothing. I only think they got, like, one hit in the last four or five innings. They lose 5-2. Um, they lose the series. So three, like, they've lost – all three of their home series this year, the Oreos, Tigers, and White Sox. They lost safe five to say, safe to, Yep, safe to say that, you know, no, those three teams aren't going to be in the playoffs this year. You never know, but I think it's a pretty safe bet. And, yeah, the, here we are, right? The Yankees are 6-9, and nine, half their team's on the IL. Gary, it's now official. He's, you know, he's just placed on a 10-day DL or IL um, with a left calf strain or – was they said a small tear in his left calf? No, it's just a strain. Well, yeah, I mean that's what a strain is, but it's uh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. like a, a extremely small, a small tear. But yeah, anytime you hear tear in Yankees, you're just thinking like, oh man, like ten months. Tommy John like, surgery time. Yeah, it's thirty months. You're saying? Yeah. Uh, so he'll be back in 2024. <laughs> So can I ask the question again that I asked a couple weeks ago? What exactly did the Yankees do in spring training to get ready for the season? I mean, it's not even – I don't even think it's that. I, I think it's just – I think it has so much to do with – you look at guys like Stanton and Hicks and even Severino because Severino's pretty built himself. I think these guys are doing too much heavy lifting yeah. in the offseason. And they're just – like, look, that's not baseball muscle. Like, baseball muscle is flexible. It's, it's light. It's not – you don't need these like big glamour muscles to play baseball. And I think guys like Stanton and Hicks are just doing too much heavy lifting. And oh, they you know they swing a bat a few times in the season and they have a strain or they have you know they pulled something. It shouldn't be like that. Like the, I mean, generally, you go on, G. Generally, yes, but like that was kind of like Stanton's like build anyway. But for a guy like Hicks, I feel like. Over the last couple of years, right? You see him lifting super heavy. Now his arms are like gigantic. Like, mm-hmm. like so I think Stan, that's kind of been his build and that's worked for him. But I think in a more general sense, that's pretty much true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying though, like with Stan, like with the team like the Yankees, that Forbes just came out and said they're worth $4.6 billion, I think. They should not have this many injuries this early in the season. It's just inexcusable. Obviously, injuries are unavoidable. You're going to have some injuries, but not look, 13 guys in the IL. Not your starting catcher, your starting center fielder, your starting shortstop, your third baseman, your ace, your like it, your DH. Like every, it's like you're literally. It's at this point, it's literally half your team. Like you could say it's literally like give or take 50 percent of your team is injured right now. And I think, that's why it's it's so hard to just complain and be like disgusted with this team being six and nine, because like what what do you expect? What do you expect any team to do with half their team injured? Like yeah, I, I hate keep to bring up other teams, but like a team like the Cubs is below five hundred. They're pretty healthy. A team like the Red Sox is six and eleven, pretty healthy. 
Like teams that are healthy are, you know, well below 500 who are usually in the playoffs. So the Yankees being this record, pulling guys out like Tyler Wade and Mike Talkman and Higashioka, I mean, it's really not that surprising, even when they're playing shitty teams like the White Sox. I think, um, I mean, about the injuries, it's definitely frustrating. Like, I just think that, I mean, at a certain point, not that I'm trying to be like a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but at a certain point, you kind of just lose the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, it's just flukes. Like, you know, it's just a, a bunch of guys with bad luck. Like, having this much of your team goes down, like, just, I don't know, makes me concerned that something somewhere in the process is not being done correctly. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that game Sunday. The, overall, the series recap, um, the Yankees, I, I said, uh, you know, the White Sox had the worst ERA in baseball. The Yankees scored 12 runs in three games. To be fair, one of the games was only – they only had six six uh, opportunities, and they did score six runs in that game. But, I mean, only scoring six runs in two games against the White Sox, even if you are rolling out, you know, uh, subpar lineups, I mean – I mean, they're not like they're not a good. It's like they. Have, I'll give them like they'll ha- they have some like young promising hitters. Like their lineup is okay, but man, that pitching is awful. Like it they, really is. And they the Yankees just they, they could they Sunday they they just couldn't. They made Rondon look like a friggin' Andy Pettit. They also overall in the last two games of the series they only had eleven hits total. Oof. Oof. I think, like, it's easy to lean on the injuries, but I don't think it's a stretch at all to say, like, they should be playing better. Oh, no, definitely not. Mm -hmm. They, like, the injuries easily are probably the main source of their 6-9 and record, but there's so many players on the team right now that should be playing a lot better than they are. Like, just how we were saying, the bullpen. There's only one guy in the bullpen right now. Batanzas is the only one that's injured Mm -hmm. in the bullpen, and he's going to be out. Probably until I don't know the All Star break until now. Christmas. Which... <laughs> <laughs> but think there's pretty much two guys in the bullpen if you don't count Herman that have pitched well so far this season, and that's Sessa and Adovino. Everyone else has had some type of struggles, so that it that t- takes a toll on the team. Like they cannot hold the lead, they cannot go to the bullpen, which was considered one of the best of all time now, and that is also really, really contributed to their uh, really, really bad – well, not really bad start, but just disappointing start of the season. They're uh, – what do you call it? Eight of nine losses, they had the lead. Mm-hmm. So, it leads the majors. I think they're tied with the Royals, a good company. Um, <laughs> good. But the, Royals just, the Royals just swept the Indians, though, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you know, you don't know. But – here are the Yankees' law. I'm just going to list the Yankees' losses, the scores of the Yankees' losses this year. 5 3, 7 5, 3 1, 2 1, 4 3, 6 3, 8 6, 9 6, 5 2. They've every lost every game those, by three runs or less. Every single one of those is a safe situation. Yeah. Like, they, and like, you kind of just look at that. And, you, like, if they were getting blown out most of these, like, if they were losing games 12 to 4 and 10. I would say, man, this this team's not like really just you know not mm-hmm. close. Like they're getting, blown. but I mean they're losing close. Like every game they've lost has been a close game, and yeah. I really just like you. 
you know, you have all these, you know, baseball nerds looking at every sort of analytic and every sort of trend. I mean, I bet you ask a lot of these guys and they'll tell you, look, a team like the Yankees, they're losing a lot of close games. Half their team's hurt. Like they'll figure it out. Right. Whereas a team like the Red Sox, that's the team you've got to be more concerned about them. Like we'll preview the uh, two game set against the Red Sox in a little bit, but a team like, I think they've had two quality starts in 16 or in 15 chances this year because they've had two bullpen days so those don't count but and mm-hmm. you know 15 possible chances for a quality start their starters have only had two i think sales had one and price had one yeah I mean, price that's, pissed, that's price concer- pissed the other day. that's concerning you know like yeah that's something you look at and you go oh, you know your team's healthy and you're just your pitchers are just getting bombed by these you know pretty average teams for the most part that's something to be concerned about but i mean look like a guy like a guy like Hicks, I know he he might not be back until who knows when, but we, we I think he might be the most important guy to get back because Gardner just really just can't play center field. He's still a good left fielder, but just really can't play center field. Um, he really does. He does. He makes an adventure out of some stuff out there. Yeah. Um, well, like and I'm, with Gardner in center, that is that then leads to Talkman being in left for a yeah, while. Um, let's, you know, let's like start. I'm just going to kick this off on that note. Uh, we're going to have our biggest complaint of the weekend. Just overall, our biggest complaint. I'll start it off. Uh, Alex just mentioned him. I am so fucking sick of Mike Talkman. Like, I am just so <laughs> sick of having to watch Mike Talkman. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing up there. Like, you watch his at-bats, and you're just like, dude, what's this, what's this guy doing? Hey, 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 hey. Like, he, he walked. He walked yesterday. He'll just be swinging at, like, he'll be, like, way late on, like, a 93-mile-per-hour fastball down the middle. You know? And you're just like, dude, like, this this guy has, like, no approach. no Like, no anything. And, like, because he, he seems like a decent baseline. He seems like he has decent speed. But, man, like, I, I just I, – I'm so sick of watching this guy, like, try to have an at-bat. Like, I, I, I just get, like, please, I, I understand why he's out there it's because clint frazier literally can't even catch a fly ball and with cc and with cc on the mound you just you can't have clint out there you know there's gonna be a lot of balls out there so i understand that but oh my god like and like there has to be someone better in like the yankees the farm sister just somebody better than mike talkman i i can't watch this guy hit anymore oh alex what was your biggest complaint this weekend i'm about so... to keep thinking about mike <laughs> Uh, we touched on it a little bit, but my biggest complaint is the fact that the bullpen cannot hold a lead to save its life. Like, and or not, and not even the bullpen, the rotation too. Like, on Friday they were up four to one, and then Hap just went out. Hap went out there and blew it and gave up a home run when they were up five to three to Yonder Alonso, who literally is only on the White Sox because they wanted to try and convince Machado to sign with them. Um. And then yesterday, you know, I won't – I can't really fault Tanaka too much because he's been pretty much the Yankees' best pitcher this year. But still, he the, the Yankees were up 2 nothing. That he Tanaka was looking good, and then he gives up the grand slam to Anderson. And it just – it was such a buzzkill. Like, all these games, the Yankees, they seem to always get the lead early on. It's like, third or fourth inning, they're up like 1-2, one, 1-0. One, you know, Third, fourth inning, and then every single game they blow the lead, and it's so, so frustrating to see this happen every single time that they play. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I was gonna. I was thinking bullpen, but I, I'm just. 
changing on the fly here. I'm going to say generally my biggest complaint for the weekend is Aaron Boone's lineups, but more specifically I'll say Aaron Judge continuing to be put in the second hole because, like, he is – and like he ha- he has been their best hitter, and he's easily the best hitter they have available to them now with all the injuries. Like especially when you keep putting a guy like Brett Gardner, who doesn't you know he's not what he used to be. Like you know keep batting him leadoff, right? Whatever. Like that's it's not it's it's not the best play like the best play you can put in that position. You know as opposed to a guy like DJ LeMahieu who's batting over four hundred or close to it this early. Like you know at this point in the season. You know, he's a better on-base guy. You know, I know the analytics say that you could, you know, put your best hitter second and he gets more at-bats, and that's wonderful. But, like, when you're batting Glaber Torres, like, you know, cleanup, when Judge is your, you know, most impactful and hitter most likely to do damage with one swing, at least bat him third, right? You have to come up with a more creative lineup because Judge has been good and he's not doing probably nearly as much damage as he could be doing. Yeah, I re- I really agree with that. Like, it just with Judge Judge is the like you said the Judge is the Yankees' best player right now, and because of that he needs to come up with a lot of guys on base so that he can drive them in. And with him coming up second, I think I mentioned this last uh, pod. It's like Boone doesn't understand that the lineup flips around after the nine hitter. Like Judge come every time Judge comes up after the first inning, he's gonna be. It's like the hitters before him were, with the exception of yesterday's lineup, it's like it's, you know, Talkman and Higashioka and Urshela and Gardner. Like and those are the guys Wade. that are consistently. Bird. Oh, yeah, and wait, and wait. not down the bottom three, but yeah. Yeah, those are the guys who are consistently the 8 9 1 hitters. Mm-hmm. And even yesterday, LeMayu batted leadoff, but the 8 9 guys were Higashioka and Talkman. And those guys are not, you know, more often than not, they're not going to get on base. So. In all likelihood, Judge will come up with at most one guy on base. Yeah. Um, honestly, like the lineup, my problem with the Sunday lineup for the most part was the fact that like putting Lemayhu lead off and like Gardner six. I don't think that was the right move because you could have used Lemayhu at like towards the bottom of your lineup on Sunday. I mean, it was the lineup was just a dead zone, like the bottom. Yeah. Like, there was just no hope. And if you, you, know, you kind of got to spread it out at that point, but overall, like you know, I do agree that maybe like you shouldn't be committed to judge in the, the two hole, especially like look if like Gardner's hitting leadoff and it's hitting like two, let's say like you know two thirty, two forty, getting on bit three fifty OBP. I mean, he's judges a lot of time going to be hitting with nobody on. He's going to be getting a lot of solo shots. Uh, where right. if you if you put Glaber in front of him or. You know, even put him at cleanup. Who knows? It's just I don't know. I, I I am somebody who likes Judge batting first or second. Like I've always wanted Judge to bat leadoff, and I'm kind of like giving up on that now. But I do agree that like Judge shouldn't be locked into the two spot. I'm like I'm not a huge fan of it overall, but um, I'd be much more okay with it if everyone is healthy, right? Because then you'd have like. Hicks leading off, Judge second, and then something like, you know, Gary and Stanton and, you know, Void and, you know, all whoever else. But Judge is just there, right? Like, all that production is out of the lineup now. And it's just, well, Judge is coming up and maybe one guy is on base. And, like, it's it's just very – I think, like, I appreciate Boone trying to be, like, stay the course and 
stability and whatever, but like it's almost to like a fault at this point because you're not putting your most impactful hitter in a position to do any damage at all. I, I do think Boone like hasn't really. I'm not gonna say like I hate saying like oh he's done a great job managing these last two weeks, but I don't think he's really mismanaged at all these last two series. You know, it's been more the case of the guys on the field haven't been performing. You know, not like we understand. We understand that a lot of the team is hurt, but the guys that are out there, especially the high-profile uh, bullpen guys, just aren't performing. Um, another com- bonus complaint by me: Greg Bird's just, just this guy's awful. I mean, it's he, he's literally just looking for walks at this point. I mean, he's not even like taking like healthy hacks up there anymore. It, it's really tough to watch. Uh, can we just package him and Tyler Wade in a trade for like a, you know just whoever just something? Uh, <laughs> I'm really sick of both of them. And, and Talkman send p- package Talkman in there. Just what a disappointing package! Well, that's a really depressing trade package. <laughs> I mean, I don't even care. You, they can send us back a new ping pong table just for anything. I mean, really, the Greg. It's just a shame because you know Bird. I think he. You know, like with Chris Davis getting his first hits of the year against the Red Sox this past weekend, they, they, I just saw so many stats being brought up, like about how uh, Greg Bird, not like Chris Davis, now has more RBIs than Greg Bird, and it just kind of just puts it in perspective. Like, yeah, dude, Greg Bird is sucks. He had like that home run on opening day, and he was like last at bat when he was like 0 for three with three strikeouts, and yeah, he just literally hasn't done shit since then. You know, he's not playing a good defensive first base either, so. I feel uh, bad because he has had a bunch of really good at-bats, and then he just, like, swings at a pitch right down the middle and yeah. gives it all up mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, well, anything else we want to talk about um, before we look ahead to the Red Sox? I feel oh. like I say this a lot, but, like, let's just move on and forget the series. Yeah, yeah we, that's literally, like, we should just have a sound clip of that and be like, well, let's just play it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, let's go over our hot takes though, real quick. Uh, they, they were pretty bad. Um, let's see. Alex, this one was pretty good. I think this was Alex who said CC would have seven innings pitch, one run allowed. Um, five innings pitch, no runs allowed. So you were close. Okay, that was close. Um, you also said Judge would hit five home runs. Uh, you were four off. Um, <laughs> could, could be worse. Um, someone said Britain will return to form. Um, that was Andrew. Performance. Okay, he kind of did. Small sample size. But you gotta Andrew did say he would pitch twice though and do Ooh. well. So yeah, he's he's just wrong. Invalidated. Um, <laughs> I said the Yankees bullpen wouldn't give up a run the entire series. I was two thirds of the way right because Saturday and Sunday they were spotless, but Friday, um, you know, Holder and Green allowed three home runs, and <laughs> it, like right away Holder came in and I was like, well, there goes my prediction. Uh, there, there's the bullpen just giving up a run right away, but. The bullpen was good Saturday and Sunday. Um, I think that was all of them. But, now, G, uh, G said that Greg, Greg Bird yeah, would be uh, the series MVP. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, for the White Sox. Um, he rocked a sweet 0 for 6. Oh, man. Oh. Well, also, Luigi, I'm pretty sure you said the Yankees would sweep. No, I said the Yankees would get swept. Um, yeah, sure. That yeah. Happen. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's go on to the – Reds, yeah, Yankees, Red Sox, right? Aren't we excited about that? Two great teams, and you look at the records, and they're both six they are below com- five hundred. They are um, combined twelve and twenty. Yeah, um, the Red Sox six and eleven start the year. Yankees six and nine. 
Um, the two uh, pitching matchups for Tuesday and Wednesday games will be Chris Sale on the mound for the Red Sox, who is 0-3 with a 9 ERA so far this season, and James Paxton for the Yankees, sporting a fresh 6 ERA. Um, and then Wednesday night, it will be former Yankee great, nasty Nate Ovaldi versus J.A. Happ. Um, so some real barn burners in there. We got uh, – uh, man, like why – like. Why couldn't like Tanaka? I know Tanaka just pitched yesterday, but like we, we really could have used one of our pitchers that I don't know is actually pitching well to start one of these two games. You know that would that would have been really nice, but that, that doesn't no one, look like it's gonna happen. None of the starting pitchers in the series have an ERA below like yeah, seven. like Pax. No, Paxton has the lowest ERA with a six ERA. Yeah, he's he's sitting pretty, but. You know the the Red Sox just I think they just split with the Oreos like they're they're still not really playing well their their offense has been all right like it's obviously not great so far but it's really been their pitching so you know obviously we saw it the White Sox worst worst DRA in baseball and the Yankees really couldn't do much and you know hopefully they'll get up for the Red Sox series but there's no damn guarantees this team's really banged up and. Like they really, they got, like I said in the last part, they just got to take it one game at a time. Like, you know, every win you got to friggin' cherish at this point because, you know, it's going to be like they just got to get through April, like, you know, not with a terrible record, right? Like I said, just add her around 500. And look, this week, even after the Red Sox, you have the Royals who, yes, did just sweep the Indians, but a four game set against the Royals is a, a set that you probably want to take at least three. Like the Yankees should look at this week, right? At least six games and say, let's go four and two. Right, like let's go four and two, get back on track, have a good week, you know, piece four wins together any way we can, and then move on and and just just keep. Then I think they have like a, uh, their West Coast road trip starts next week, so it's going to be some late ten o'clock games. So we'll we'll get to watch the Yankees lose at like one thirty on a Wednesday night. That'll be really fun. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the bullpen will be blowing games at approximately midnight. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, how are we feeling going into this series against the uh, the vaunted defending champs, who are five games below five hundred? So, uh, my big take on the Red Sox is their worst start is literally the best possible thing the Yankees could have right now, just mm-hmm. because the Red Sox last oh, imagine year started. If they were good, man. Like imagine if they were like thirteen and five. The right Red now, Sox dude. last year started seventeen and two, and Decent. just think about the like the Yankees were nine and nine around that time. So just think and think about how last year, you know, everyone was exploding. Just thinking about how angry they were with the Red Sox doing so well. So think about right now, if the Red Sox, instead of being six and eleven, they were, I don't know, fifteen and two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would be so so much worse, and we would just be dead inside, even more than we already am. (laughs) Um. But, yeah, I don't feel terrible going into this series. The only thing that I really have a little bit of anxiety about is the fact that, like, Sale and Ebaldi have both been really bad this year. But they also have had decent careers against the Yankees. Ivaldi, especially last year, just the Yankees could not even come close to hitting him. So... If it would not surprise me if, the, if both pitchers just came out yeah. and saw this series as like 
they're starting to get back on track. If you need to break a slump, just call the Yankees. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm fully expecting Chris Sale to just dominate the Yankees. Like, he's been crap, and he's going to just come out and throw, like, seven one-run innings. Mm-hmm. Throwing 98 again. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden his arm strength comes back. <laughs> and the thing is with Sale, like, the Yankees last year, at least, they would always put – their lineup would always be um, primarily righties. So, what exactly is their lineup going to look like tomorrow? Like it's I'm gonna, Mike Talkman batting second. I'm gonna like I'm way. gonna say it's probably going to look a little bit like the lineup yesterday, where you have Lemayu, Judge, Torres, Voit, Frazier as the top five, which are all I mean, righties. They really don't have a choice. I mean, everyone, all their flexibility is gone with the injuries. Exactly, but. And then the only other righties they have are Urshela, Higashioka, and um, Romine. Urshela's been pretty decent. So. Yeah, Ursh- no, I, yeah, yeah, I fully expect Urshela to be yeah, no, playing shout tomorrow. Out to, shout out to Urshela. You, know, you just got to value a guy that, you know, he's made – like I think he's made like one error so far, but overall mm-hmm. he's been so solid defensively. He's gotten some nice hits, has some nice at-bats. Um, I like, think his on-base percentage is like over 500 in his last eight or nine games. He's been really good. He's just against a guy that no Chris one Sale. has any – what were you saying, Jay? Sorry, sorry. Against Chris Sale, like I know lefty-righty comes into consideration, but I'd much rather have Gio Urshela in the lineup as opposed to like Tyler Wade or Talkman or oh, – I, I, even If Talkman or Wade Gee, I'd rather you in the lineup than Talkman or Wade. <laughs> Man, you don't know how I can hit. Uh, that's a good point. G Talkman. <laughs> good old Stevie Talkman. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, so anything else about the Red Sox, about the Yankees, about life? Um, shout out Ty- Tiger Woods made yesterday okay. The Yankee loss really set in for me today today because I was just so happy yesterday because of Tiger. Then no, I woke up no. today and like, kind of looked at the stands. I'm like, damn, you fucking lost to the White Sox, man. Like, well, what's going on here? No, because Tim Anderson hit the Grand Slam like right as Tiger won. So, like – you know, everyone, like, yeah, whatever. And then, like an hour later, you're like, fucking. Like, yeah, everyone's phone. We we're all talking about Tiger Woods, and then the notification came across my phone, like that he hit the grand slam, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Skip. Like, yeah, yeah. It's... I would. I wish I could have just n- never opened that notification. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but here, here we are. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for the show tonight. Um. Yankees, Red Sox, next two days. Probably be back in the uh, recording maybe Wednesday night, maybe th- before the game Thursday. Who knows? Um, the Yankees are still injured. Um, we're still injured. But we'll, is it going to get better? I don't know. Probably not because from what the sounds of it, like no one's like no one's close to cutting back. I mean, they they shouldn't even call it the ten day DL. It's like the freaking third. It should be the thirty and the sixty day DL. Because well, they don't. Guys, they, well, they don't call it the ten day DL anymore. It's the ten day IL. You know, like <laughs> that, that'll be it. That, that's our show. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for Luigi, for Alex, for G, for the 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 DL. This is the Bow podcast. We'll see you guys next time. It should still be called.